it's really cool to just have people in their 20s in general on this platform to, you know, talk about real life shit that people who are 20 years, years old, you know, have to deal with. Yes, yes. Welcome back to another weekly edition of ISD in School Detention. You are here with Devon. And Pierce. Thank you guys so much for joining again this week. But this week, again, we have another special guest. Um, Rich Vision. One yes, of the sir. best rappers come out of Chicago right now. Yes, sir. Uh, and honestly, this is uh, this podcast is damn near sponsored by Heavy But Light because it's like the, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the third or fourth person I met through Jordan. But everybody, please give it up for Flex. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Good, bro. How are you? I'm, I'm straight, man. I'm uh, I'm straight. I'm blessed. I'm chilling. That's good, bro. That's good. good. Um, I, I know you wanted to clap. I think eventually when we buy our, because this is rented equipment, when we buy our own, I'm going to find a way to get some like applauses in there and everything. You could add it in there. Post-production. That's what know, they be doing that. on Joe Button Podcast. They just got buttons. Yeah, on the uh, on, on the keyboard. Yeah, I don't know where they be from. They be from the keyboard. Yeah, so yeah. On, I think it's on his keyboard or, or Rory's keyboard. I don't right. know how they do that. Right. But I'm trying to figure it out. This is like some of the nicest equipment I've ever had, though. All right. You'll get it eventually. You could use some claps on this. But I think our podcast need a fact. Yeah? Yeah. What some, other, at least some. Like, you need a couple of them, bitches. I think so. What other podcasts you listen to besides Joe Budden? Mostly just them. They got the best podcasts, bro. I'm getting into Mo right now. Like, I'm watching Mo shit lately, but they uh they got the best one, like, by far. I tried to do Gilly and them shit. It was helicopter there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, try, I, I be watching, I watch What's the Name shit for, uh, you, you ever heard a million dollars worth of game, that podcast? With, uh... Gilly the Kid and Wallow? Yes. Mm-hmm. Niggas they, are they wild. Shit more like for comedy. And I was just, I thought it was more of a hip hop podcast. So mm. I, I like music shit. I don't really watch much outside of music. I'm just a rap nerd, mm. music nerd. I listen to all the shit that I watch when I'm not making music be damn near uh, centered around music. So okay. I was I was expecting more of a uh, more of a hip hop podcast, but it's really they just on some funny shit. Really, it's just some shit you watch to kill time. So I, I like Joe shit the most. That that and I feel like Gilly's podcast is like street wisdom. Because exactly. I think Wallow, Wallow it's just for a did twenty. Type of person. Yeah, it's it's like street wisdom, which I appreciate it though. It's like street wisdom, and we're giving it to you now. We're successful, so to try to give you both sides of the coin, while still talking about pop culture topics and still being like loud it's and a little needed, ignorant. For sure, it's just not yeah. what I thought it was. I like mm. it. I fuck with it for sure. Mm. I just like music podcasts, music content, so it wasn't what I thought. So I don't watch many because it ain't really. Joe and them got the best one, so everything else just be like, mm. oh, you know what I'm saying? I just need the, I don't need four or five of them. I just need the, the good one, really. So that's really the only one I really watch. You know what podcast you should check out? Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin got a Rick, podcast? Yes. He does Ooh, got a podcast. podcast. Everybody got a podcast. Everybody in their mind has a podcast. We, is it like guest related? Yes. He's had Tyler the Creator on. Mm. He had Andre 3000 is on. Is always a guest? So like, um, sometime you do him with a, he got like a cast and shit or what? No, nah, I think it's him and Malcolm Gladwell. Who's also an author? Uh, he Malcolm Gladwell also wrote on the Dave Chappelle show. I know he wrote. Malcolm Gladwell was a, a writer, a like screenwriter. I'm pretty sure he was on the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, really. I'm gonna double check that. Yes, or yeah. So, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he wrote on the Dave Chappelle show. If my research serves me right, but the Rick Rubin podcast is dope. I forget what it's called, but he had on Tyler the Creator the first episode. He did an interview with Andre 3000, which is super rare. Yeah. Never get that kind of shit. I think you'd enjoy it. They get to break it. They use terms that maybe you don't understand that I don't, because obviously I don't make music. I'm going to check it out. Yes. That podcast is super fire. But um, in terms of podcasts I listen to, um, I like, as much as I like music podcasts, I also like uh, comedy. So like I'm a big Brilliant Idiots fan. Okay. Charlamagne the Guy and Andrew Schultz. Okay. They have that balance between like- They got the, one of the bigger podcasts too. I know about those. Yeah. I never checked it out though. Oh man. It's a blend between like serious saying some shit that can almost get you canceled, but it's like 
fucking hilarious at right. the same time. Yeah, Charlemagne funny. I fuck with Charlemagne. I do too. I, I definitely do. What? Well, uh, I didn't time. find anything about. Oh, I'm wrong. Dave Chappelle. You might not be wrong. I didn't see anything on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. but I was skimming, so you know. I get you. I understand. They just put Chappelle show on Netflix. I got a ton in. I peeped. I yeah. seen my boy say that the other day. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch all the seasons. It was on Netflix a few years ago though, too. They oh, must have it? took it off and then put it back on. I didn't know that. I never knew. Yeah, that. that's when I. That's when I first watched the Chappelle show because when the Chappelle show was really popping, I think I was too young. My parents used to put the blocks I mean, on the TV. Yeah, we were like, what? I, I, I was very in tone at the time. Chappelle show. I'm 25. How old you? I'm 24. Boy. Nigga, you weren't too young. For but, 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 <laughs> you got to felt that he was uh, okay. too young. Bro, yeah, that shit was definitely, if my mama, yeah, my mama probably shouldn't have let me watch a couple of them episodes. <laughs> now that I think about it, so, I, okay, I get you. But, like, literally, bro, like, we used to come over my house, if I was on punishment, wasn't shit to do. <laughs> couldn't go outside. <laughs> hey, so had a, the TV used and to, and you couldn't eat. <laughs> I know how I used to be. TV used to lock at 10 p.m. And you had to get like a special code to unlock it. To, I would have been mad as hell. Bro. I was salty as fuck. Cause when I, I was heavy on TV as a kid, so I would have been, I would have been salty. I used to like, I used to watch Adult Swim and shit. So I would have been. Mm. Sick. See, I wasn't allowed to watch Adult Swim, but I had to sneak that shit. I, I had bad. that. I had Adult Swim on, and I'm like, I had like Disney Channel on like the last good. button. So like, if I heard the stairs, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nothing, man. You know, like the switch on the ass real quick. I, I can only watch Adult Swim in my grandma house on Saturday nights. That's very specific. I had it down to a science, bro. You hear what I'm dealing with? You get to watch the Boondocks and shit, man. Boondocks. I did. Low key, Adult Swim and Tsunami only put out new episodes on Saturday nights, if you remember anyway. Whether it was Cowboy Bebop, Boondocks. uh, I used to watch Robot Chicken and all type of shit. That shit was so stupid. Robot Chicken? That that shit was fucking funny. It it, it was stupid. It it was funny and stupid at the same. Some of it is too goofy. Family got my shit, though, for sure, for the most part. Family Guy and The Simpsons. They just never like seem that. to go away. Yeah. Simpsons really never go away. It's, it's kind of odd. Like, how do you guys feel about The Simpsons always, like... Predicting predict shit? Predicting shit that's about to happen. I don't know what's up with that. That shit is weird. And I don't know. Like, it's it's weird how accurate they've been. But I feel like, also, there's they've just had so many episodes. It's been on for 20 plus years. Like... Yeah, it they might be a matter of that. Shit, it, it's you know probably if you go through and watch them bitches, it's probably, you'll probably notice a lot of random shit they do with real life, with with real celebrities and shit that never happened too. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like That's if you fair. shoot a, if you shoot a thousand shots, you're gonna make you're gonna make a couple of them motherfuckers mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna make a handful. So yeah, they, they probably they probably spoke on a lot of random scenarios and some of them just come to fruition. Well, another show that did that, but maybe not as popular, is the Boondocks. Yeah. Like, the Boondocks, a lot of shit that's happening or has happened, the Boondocks has predicted, whether it be in the black community or, like, you remember, uh, was it Thugnificent and, uh, they did, they and did. Gangsta Delicious? Yeah. Yeah. Gangsta Delicious specifically because it was somebody who was betraying something that he wasn't. Because yeah. you remember when he got to the car, they were about to rob him. And I'm not talking about his sexuality. That's cool. That's whatever. But, like, right. how he was portraying to be tough. He really wasn't tough. Now, that too, the sexuality part, too, because at that time, it was no, like, diversity and, like, sexual preference back mm. then. Before, like... The whole like dress thing was way oh a thug, thug and just it's it's rappers who can paint their nails and shit now and it's That's normal but that, that was not that them. was nowhere close to being a thing way back then so they kind of they kind of tapped into that too low key. That's what I thought you was talking about. Oh, that, that shit was that's far-fetched. What I thought you were, I that thought shit you were was about that, that shit was unheard of at the time. You mm. would have been outcasted like thug wouldn't have been able to come out 
at that that same year that that Boondocks aired. Absolutely that not. It was nah. super hyper masculine for a long time and super and duper you know? super. Yeah, you have to fit a mold back then. Rap was damn near homophobic at the time. One hundred percent. Damn near. Like, cause There's still glimpses of it today, depending on who you're listening to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was just OC yeah. back then. It was no room for none of that. A lot of a lot of f words being thrown out. If you know sure. what I'm not, and I'm and I'm not talking about fuck. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. A lot sure. of that. A, a lot of people pulling verses and stuff like that. How do you feel that about the way rap has changed over the years? Uh, as far as what? Just the way that, like, in that, in regard to that specifically? Yeah. That's a reflection just of the time. So, like, people just trying to protect their brand at this point. Mm. Rap is a little more, uh, the world is more sensitive. So, as an artist or whatever you do, if you're an actor or whatever, you got to just watch your mouth. So, especially, you know, people who play with words for a living, we definitely got to be careful about what we say. So, it's just a reflection of the time. I don't even know. I wouldn't even blame it on rap changing. I would blame that on the world changing. You feel mm. so. So yeah. In regards to that specifically, that would be my answer for that. How do you feel about people conforming too much to, like, to the point where they eventually begin to lose their sound and begin to do whatever sees fit to fit in time? Uh, whatever you do, you gotta feel. You gotta still figure out how to be you in the midst of it. Like, I'm a. As an artist, it's my duty to know how to. I gotta. I'm responsible for getting my message across. I can't change my whole mission and message and and, and who I am by trying to tiptoe around things too much. I think it's a. You should be skilled enough at your job to know how to, to know how to articulate yourself and get your message across without offending people. If you're trying not to offend people, it shouldn't mm-hmm. go to the point so much where you gotta completely change who you are. If you gotta completely change who you are, and and do a whole lot of compromising. Then that's kind of that's a that's a sign that you probably should I don't know change anyway or you might be in the wrong you know what I'm saying you get what I'm saying yeah or, or yeah. maybe you just don't even know who you are to, from the yeah. jump yeah for real yeah. yeah that's just a that's just a slippery slope I guess I think I don't think it should be too much adjustment needed I think that's a problem that's a personal problem if you have to conform so much mm. if you even concerned with having to change enough to to possibly need to 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 take that much consideration into offending people, you know what I'm saying? That means you probably was overdoing it anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So on that, like, have you ever felt like probably a lot more earlier in your career, a feeling of almost wanting to conform, change your sound to kind of conform to how what was popular to today? You know, a hundred percent. That's the that's the biggest fight in music to me. Uh, that's not just what I go through. That's what. That's what everybody like. Everybody trying to, everybody got to figure out, man. Is I'm about to play the popular game, or am I am I gonna do me? Like whether if if it, if that fit the mold or not. Like mm-hmm. what everybody got that decision to make. So for me personally, that's you know what I'm saying. That's that's definitely evident in my whole my whole career thus far. I've had to um. I've had to go back and forth. It's been a back and forth battle for like most of my career, and until. And in, until 2020, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. always been a thing. I've been trying to I've been trying to play the game this whole time. I've been rapping since 2013. Most of that was finding myself. Once I found myself, I'm like, okay, cool. We you know we playing the game. I'm making the music that I that I enjoy too, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm also trying to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, this fit what, you know, people I'm making sure people want it too. So I yeah, I'm I'm guilty of playing the game just like most of us are. Mm-hmm. But um until 2020. Like until this year, you know, this was the year that I said, like, all right, I know this ain't the mode. I know this ain't. I know this direction that I'm gonna take with this album I'm about to start working on. This ain't really the general public, the masses. 
not popular amongst too much of nobody. This for like a small demographic, low key, because just a rap album just ain't, you know, mm-hmm. them just not prevalent mm-hmm. no more. Them just yeah. not the times we in no more. So, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I just made that decision to stop playing the game. This, you know what I'm saying, this year. So for sure, I've been, I've been, I've been just as guilty as anybody, any other artist of that the whole time. And I understand it. It just take a it just take a different type of person and a real individual thinker. And it takes some nuts to say, like, all right, man, I'm gonna do what I do. Fuck, fuck what anybody talking about, fuck what the climate is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It just takes a certain type of artist to be able to make that step. So what was so, what was the hardest part about that back and forth? The simple question of should I do like can I, it, the the hardest part is the risk. Mm. Putting out the separation album was literally risky. This is the album that I want to make, but I know in the back of my mind, or at least I'm pretty sure, I don't even think people want to hear this. But right. nigga, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's the, you know what I'm saying? That's the hardest part about the back and forth right there is you rolling the dice and you saying, shit, I'm finna do what I wanna do, even with, even at the risk of maybe losing, you know what I'm saying, a couple of the people who like me for this type of music mm. or that type of music. I've made a lot of different types of music in my career. So, shit, people, you know, different people probably here for different reasons, but I've never, I've never made a whole album in this light before. So I was like, man. I could possibly lose a lot of the people who like me for that, you know what I'm saying, for that other sound. So shit, should I even do this? But, you know, I did, you know what I'm saying? And that's the, you know, that's the most, that's the hardest part about the back and forth, just knowing the risk. You know what I'm saying? You literally going against the grain. But it paid off. You know what I'm saying? That's why you should that's why it's important to take risk. Cause you know what I'm saying, I would have never, I would have been stuck playing y'all game instead of making, you know what I'm saying, instead of mm-hmm. instead of uh making myself happy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Putting you gotta put the fans, uh, gotta put the supporters, gotta take them into consideration, of course, but at what cost mm. eventually, you know what I'm saying? Are you always gonna uh you gonna spend your whole career catering to, you know what I'm saying, to everybody else and and low key this ain't this low key ain't what you wanna be doing. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just a decision mm. that I had to make. Doing what's right for me, you know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, was there a specific moment that hit you that was just like, all right. Like is there a specific event that happened or a moment or it was a talk. It was a talk between uh, you know, one of my brothers and I. Mm. And, uh he just I don't wanna say he challenged me, but he just put it on the table to me. Like it was something I've already I've always considered just going going kind of changing my sound and going in another direction and doing what I wanted to do. Following your heart. Exactly. If uh, for in other words, uh I've always wanted to go that direction. It was just risky, like I said, for the reasons I stated already and uh until you know what I'm saying sometimes you just need to have a conversation about things and put things on the table and you know that make that'll make it easier to make your decision and mm-hmm. we it was it was a specific event it was a talk that we had and he kind of just let me know he just gave me the confirmation I needed that like yeah bro that's for sure you sh- you need to do that like somebody and the one specific quote that stood out to me to, and I always will is man somebody somebody got to go against the grain like somebody got to do it mm-hmm. and I was like for sure and that's me, you feel me? I'm the I'm I'm the nigga to do it. I'm the I'm the perfect person to do it. And from there, it's been simple. Just go stick and stand on tags. Just a matter of staying on tags now. From this point forward, really. What, as your life is going on, what happened to give you that confidence to be like, I'm that motherfucking man? Experience, repetition. Mm. I remember day one, uh, writing my first rap. You know what I'm saying? Me and P in the basement. AP, what you think about this? You know what I'm saying? 
fragile at the time. You know what I'm saying? If he would have been like, oh, that shit trash, I would have been like, damn, I would have really been salty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I remember going from that, I remember from needing a, a point of needing approval, going from that point to, man, I don't even really need to, I don't need to ask nobody if this good, this shit hard. You know what I'm saying? You, get, yeah. you just develop confidence yeah. over it. It's like, it's like, you know, basketball. You know what I'm saying? You scared, you checking. You about to you shoot the shot and then you go follow that motherfucker because you don't know if it's gonna go in. You ain't certain, but you know eventually. I remember P made this reference, this exact same reference in his interview. He was like, "Man, that's why Curry can shoot that motherfucker and walk off. Yeah. You know that bitch going in. That's from repetition. Yeah. It's from you know what I'm saying hours of beating on your craft. You know what I'm saying just honing in on that motherfucker. So for sure, I mean if you spend you spend them ten thousand hours, man, on your craft and you still ain't confident, then you know what I'm saying then. And that, that's wrong. something wrong. Yeah. Something's terribly wrong. So that just comes from repetition, for sure. This is what I do, and this is what I spend so much time doing. So mm-hmm. many years I put into this. So yeah. But that also, oh, go ahead, bro. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, you just mentioned starting to rap in 2013. Was that where do you were you like rapping before that, and that's when you took it serious, or did you just in 2013 be like, you know what, I want to make music. I'm just gonna start working. Man, I'm that. the I'm the rare case of people. Most people rap, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. That's my little brother back there. That's my other little bro. Not, they Neither one of them have a song out or have a rap name or I don't even know if any of them plan on rapping, but they probably wrote a rap before. Yeah. Mm. Oh, some, y'all two. Y'all two. Everybody's, bro, everybody's this is, a rap. This is fact. If you are, a, this, this is my honest opinion, if you are a black man in America at some point in time, you, you either a wrote a rap or you wanted to be a rapper. Yep. I don't yep. give a fuck. Try Ooh. to freestyle in the shower. Like you Try to song. Yes. Um. I'm the one percent that really never tapped in. I never, I never toyed with a rap ever. Like ever as a little kid, I wasn't writing no raps. Low key, like never. I never wrote a rap on some plan shit. Never hopped in it, then hopped out of it, then had to take it. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't mm-hmm. no point where I just had to tighten up and take it seriously. Uh, I was. I never thought about it at all. I was an athlete first, playing football. You know how kids is, man. Mm-hmm. You know, all the black kids want to go to the fucking NBA. Some sort of professional yeah. sports league. Some league somewhere. I was one of them kids, football player. And then, you know, it wasn't until I was uh it wasn't until I was twenty thirteen, I was eighteen, you know what I'm saying? I was in me and P was in our last year of high school. He was rapping from the jump. Mm-hmm. From, he told me from day one, like way before the shit was trendy. And then I, I started rapping on some experimental shit just with him. Mm-hmm. Simply experimental. Like I fucked around and started doing it with him. I may or may not take this. If this shit go good, I'm a rock. I'm a run with it. If it don't, I'm going from it. And mm-hmm. it went good. And here we are today. I, just, you know, what I'm saying the rest was really history. And it's still writing itself. But that was the beginning. So now, nah, when I started, I started. Mm-hmm. I never, I never went back and forth with it. Like now, nah. which, you- which is hilarious. It's actually funny. Everybody who know me as a kid. Who know me from a kid for for me to even be rapping right now? Like if mm-hmm. you know me from the old me, for me to be rapping is actually ironic and funny as hell, and it's like it's just shocking. Nobody would have, me included, would have just ever guessed that I was gonna be a rapper. Why is it funny though? Like what was so different about you back then versus now? Uh, I'm the same person. It's just you wouldn't have known that I was gonna be a good rapper until you heard me and seen it for yourself. Because mm-hmm. I'm, a, it's a personality thing. I'm mm-hmm. rappers got to be. Rappers gotta be in front of the camera, you know what I'm saying? They gotta, you gotta have charisma. They, they used to be. They, yeah, that's true. Used to be because you look at some not to be not, not to cut you off, but you look at some like Tyler Creators, damn near antisocial at this that's point. That's true. But he's one of the. He wasn't though. 
when he was popping off. That's true. That's true. That's very I feel true. Like it's easier. It's easy to be antisocial when you've already made it. And then you're like, all right, now I can, yeah. I can chill back. Right. Right, right. But right. you look at like some artists, I feel like oh, with rap, some people was like, oh, I got to blow. I got to blow. I got to blow. Instead of just looking at the success that you have and embracing that. Because some people, I believe in fate. I feel like some people sure. aren't meant to blow. Maybe you're meant to be at said level that you at to continue to be good at what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And some people always look at that, oh, I got to be Billboard, I got to give me a Grammy, and yada, 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 but... Yeah, everybody got different goals. Success means different things to mm-hmm. different people. But it's uh, it ain't that, a, that I'm a different person now. Mm-hmm. It's just that you just had to know me, bro. I'm just I'm just reserved. Mm-hmm. I'm a quiet, laid-back nigga. I'm, I'm, I be, I'm an introvert. I be chilling. I'm not going to come in a room and talk or... You know what I'm saying if I, I I'm not I don't open up right away. I gotta know y'all and that type of shit. I'm just reserved. I be mm. chilling. I be mad at my own business. That's just mm. me. Yeah. I was a quiet kid, all that. So to be and typically, you know what I'm saying. Of course, we got our titles and our exceptions, but rappers usually have personality and they be, you know what I'm saying. They be outgoing people and they jump on the mic in the heartbeat. Rapper for whoever, whatever, you know they be. They just be having a different spirit about them. It's just funny that I ended up. And uh, you know what I'm saying, spotlight, quote unquote. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? The spotlight type of position. It's just it's just it's just ironic. It's just funny. What position did you play when you played football? I was a running back. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Were you good? I was a running back. Everybody gonna say they're good. I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about a quick go ass though. I would I, I would say I wasn't all that if I wasn't. I had them bitches, but I was cold. I had them bitches. That's what's up. Touchdowns? Yeah, nigga, fuck you, man. Yeah, Jack, don't look at here like that. You know what I'm I never, uh, bro, when I played football, it was weird. Like, there was like a weight requirement, but I was a pound over. I've always been like a tall, skinny kid. I was a pound you over. You taller than I thought you was going to be. Bro, you look like Steph Curry, too, bro. Bruh, I hear that all the time. You look like offseason Steph Curry when he goes to the went. Don't he wear glasses sometimes? Don't he uh, Curry wear glasses? I, I cannot tell That's you. That's why I say offseason. You like Curry when he, like, not open, like, when he... Cool. When he's relaxing, vacation. People yeah. tell you that before, bro. Yes, all that. the time. He, 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 you know it's crazy. I was a uh, me, my girl, and two of her friends last. <laughs> you do though, bro. You do like I know. <laughs> me, my girl, and two of her friends uh, went to the uh, this like horror film. What do you say? He said he looked like Clay. He look like bro, Clay. what? Come in here so we can cook you real quick, bro. Come in here, bro. You're bugging. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, but like we were at this haunted house thing and I are like a driving movie theater and they come up to your car and they scare you like this. Somebody thought you was. Yeah, he was like, You look like Seth Curry. Can I get your autograph? I'm like, Bro, get the fuck away from my car. And then he tried to scare us again. He's like, yeah, I'm like, like I, You do. <laughs> it's not a bad thing though. You know what I'm saying? Super successful, beautiful family. I'm not upset at that. For sure. Curry, that's, that's that boy. What I used to get back in the day though was Arthur. Arthur, hell yeah! That's I, when you my hair was colored. Short I, I, though, I, I can't. You know, I don't know you from kids. So I ball, uh, maybe if we done later, I got you. But <laughs> you got to see him out the, without the bro. Ball, the hair, I was ball faded up. You know, that was my dad to pick all my haircuts. So I was like in high school. Yeah, I, then, I, I know my pops used to fuck me up when I was. Uh, oh, he used to cut your hair. Yeah. Oh man. Fuck me. Ain't that too, what you saying? You saying your pops used to take you to get your hair? No, he used to take me to get my hair cut. He cut my hair when we lived. I thought you said he used to cut your shit. No, 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 no. He used to pick my haircut. My so you might as well cut. Fuck me and my brother used to fuck us right up, but we mm. was young, so we ain't know that at the time. Plus, That's like if you young, don't nobody really care. <laughs> shit. I don't know. I remember getting flamed in like You don't grade. care. You're gonna get you know, kids heat the most though. They wasn't they they wasn't I had to grow up. They were, I wasn't getting heated though. You feel me? I had to grow up to be like, hey, boy, hell no, nah, you're not going to keep cutting my motherfucking ass, boy. Take me to the barbershop. <laughs> I wasn't getting heated. I just had to look back and like, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. Cut my shit real low, my guy. 
But th- th- that's what it was, though. It was always, you no, know, I, got, I got older parents. Okay. My parents always were older. So he was like, ball fade, keep your hair short. Right. Well, to be honest, that's how it always was for me. So, But honestly, though, I'm really glad that I went to the barbershop so much because I feel like... <sighs> Cause barbershops are some experience, shit. yeah, and just growing up as a man, like I feel like the barbershop just a part of the man experience or the black man experience for sure. But like growing up barbershop, listen to the OGs, debate about basketball, football, life, women, watching a girl walk out the shop, everybody get quiet, then when she walk out, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a culture thing, it's a culture thing for sure. I, go ahead, bro. No, that was it. I think one day I'm gonna try to own me a barbershop though. I don't know if I'm gonna cut hair, but or I'll put somebody in position too. Whole time. You put that bitch in the right spot and you get the right barbers in it, and that's a that's that's, that bitch gonna make money forever. And as much as the money is important, it's more about who's running it too. Sure. Because I wanna make a change. Exactly. And one thing I liked about separation is that you're on there talking a lot about changes. Mm-hmm. And in one of your songs, you specifically talked about, you know, you don't wanna make any more destructive music. Mm-hmm. What happened or what made you make that decision to be like, all right, like I'm not doing this anymore. Uh a part of that talk that I was mm. that I that I told that, that talk shifted the whole shit. Mm. Like that after that talk, just imagine thinking on something like something being in the back of your mind. Like mm. you got like a low key big decision to make or something to just low key be bothering you just in the in the in the back of your subconscious. Mm. You don't necessarily it's not the first thing you think about but when you wake up, but it's just low key on your mind and been on your mind for a long time. And then and no you don't talk to nobody about it, but then mm. one day um, one day somebody, somebody, your name Pierce, right? Yeah. One Pierce hit you. Y'all good friends, right? Y'all been friends for a long time. Shit. Pierce, Pierce hit you like, hey, bro, uh, I want to holler at you about something. And it's mm-hmm. what you've been thinking about this for for years. He don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And so you just take, you got to take that as confirmation. Like on some, like, you know what I'm saying? On some, like, like oh, that, was, that was from God. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I ain't even tell you that. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It just made, it, it just make perfect sense after the convo. It was one of them type of things, bro. Everything after that was, 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 you know what I'm saying? I knew, I, I knew it was time to just make, make the change. Just make the shift and stop perpetuating this poisonous ass, send off ass shit that, that's, that's embedded in our culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And yeah, that was just that. That, that was just that. It's really that simple. It's, it's that simple, really. Just, just making, a, if a lot of niggas could just, Make the decision to go to other, not not even regarding this, but whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that you know that you should. It's a lot of shit that we know we shouldn't be doing, but we mm. do it anyway. Mm. But mm. you might, you know, event growing up is realizing one day, all right, I did it and I was just as guilty as everybody else. But on some mature shit, on some growing up and becoming a man shit, and just knowing right from wrong shit, being accountable type shit. I'm going to step up, and I ain't, I ain't taking part in that no more. I ain't finna shame nobody for it, or I ain't finna be harping on niggas or lecturing niggas or whatever, but just me. I'm going to do my mm-hmm. part. I'm going to step away from that. That's just, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that, that starts, that's a decision. Everybody, change comes with a, with a different, with, with the, the changing of a mindset first. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know what I'm saying? When you make that decision, you were able to do so. It was, it was just a, it was just, it was just a, uh, a product of that. Just making the decision to, you know what I'm saying, do what's right. Growing up Plain is a yeah. Growing up is a hard thing to do though, and I feel like you know when we we say oh we turn eighteen or oh, I'm a grown man now it's like or even now I'm twenty four got my own place I still don't feel like a grown man yeah. like I still feel like there's shit I got to learn whether it be responsibilities whether it be just overall the way I'm acting my behavior self like I I don't know how y'all feel but I feel like maybe you don't become your full self as a man well, everyone's journey is different 
But I feel like maybe it's going to take either a really big event that's going to happen that's, like, tragic, mm-hmm. or, like, you just hit a certain age and you're just like, fuck it. You know? What, what do you guys think? Uh, I think growing up is a lifelong process. It takes longer for some than others, but mm-hmm. it ain't like when you, all right, I'm th- like, you 35 now, you 100% loaded, you officially in the dope. There's some 35, 40-year-olds. I'm, I'm, sure I'm sure that me, you, and you, us three at this table... Uh, we some we in our, all in our mid twenties. You like twenty four too? You somewhere mm-hmm. around that? We all in our mid twenties, and we probably you don't think it's some 35, 40 year olds out there who like way less mature than us. So age ain't got too much to do with it, but it's just I think it's about that 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 decision that I was just talking about, and just consciousness, bro, self awareness, and realizing that you need to become a man. It's like the the accountability aspect, bro. When you realize that you do, you acknowledge that you're not where you need to be, yeah, but you put it, you keep it in mind, and you make strides towards it. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's all about being self-aware. So, like, who knows when you will reach your, you know, your full, you know what I'm saying, your full potential, and you finally do grow up, and you cross over that bridge, because it's, no, it's not really, it's not a tangible thing. It's not a thing that you could see and feel. Like, yeah. I'm an adult now. It's really a mindset, right? And, like, a, mm-hmm. in the way you carry yourself, and the way, in a, it's a mindset and behavior thing, right? Mm-hmm. You would say? I'd like, say mindset, behavior... Um, Cause we all make mistakes, but yeah. smart people learn from it. Exactly. So I think it's mindset, it's behavior, and then it's actions and just commitment. Exactly. Understand. So once you, you know, what I'm saying once you, who you are starts to embody at least most of that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying that's when you could call yourself an adult. However long that may take, that's when you become you. You are an adult at a certain age, but that's when you come into your own. You know, what I'm saying once you embody those characteristics. Right, responsibility wise and like money wise and the shit I'm paying for, I'm definitely a fucking adult. Cause this shit ain't cheap, bro. Like, literally moved out and boom, rent, boom, car note, boom, car insurance. Like, bro, I'm poor. Yeah. And this shit sucks. Yeah. Adulting. <laughs> That's what they call it, adulting. Yeah. yeah Fuck all this. How what's what's adulting been like for you? Uh shit. Uh a process of training. You know, I'm taking the untraditional route too. You know, I'm going after I'm in the entertainment business, man. I'm in the You're an entrepreneur, technically. Uh, exactly. I'm a I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business. So, you know, thinking of myself like a business is, is you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm in that mode, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm just in full, it's full out, all or nothing hustle mode for me, you know what I'm saying? Like grinding for your life type shit, but relaxing at the same time because you got faith. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't feel as risky. When you when you when you a man of faith, you feel me. Your risk don't feel like everybody else's risk. It don't feel like much of a risk. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because you can't really you can't really approach it with a I hope it work type of mentality. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I move with a it's a matter of when and not if for me. You know what I'm saying? That's just what my belief at and every and anything that I, uh, I I pursue or 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 decide to take on. So adulting for me just been you know what I'm saying. Mastering the commitment part and just trying to you know weather the storm until I'm where I want to be. Really, mm. do you think that growing up on the West Side of Chicago made you that way, or helped in that at all? Um, uh, nah, I was I was gone from I, I've been in the I've been out the city since I was like like fourth, fifth grade, nine, ten around that mm. time. So you know, so I was out the I was out the city before I even got a chance to you know what I'm saying even get truly affected by my environment too much. So I don't know if that had so much to do with it. I just, man, I feel like I learned a lot on the fly, man. I don't know. I, I feel like I've learned a lot on the fly, and I could. I'm sure it is some. I know your childhood and your upbringing got a lot to do with everything, but I can't honestly say it without just 
blurting out some bullshit and guessing. I can't honestly say everything that uh, everything about my childhood exactly how it's affected my life mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. To be honest, now that I'm older and I just I'm I, sure to I'm sure to make sense in the long run. You know, so yeah. I start to. You know, and as I learn more or dig back just to ask, I never really asked about that part of my life that much either. So mm. I'm sure I could. I'm sure the more more will be revealed later. But yeah, I can't I can't say too much to be honest. It probably affected you and your like your subconscious. You know what I'm probably saying? Probably in like, ways so that, that I don't know. Really exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Like I look at it. Um, yeah, and if you get older, like when like we're older now, we look back at certain things and certain people. We can you can always tell maybe who didn't have a big brother. Or like a parent, or like a guidance, who didn't have someone to hold them accountable in their younger life, or, or in their older life, and that's why they act the way that they act now. Mm-hmm. It's always easy to tell if you just learn how to be quiet, observe people. One thing I'd learned was like shut the fuck up, because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm someone who, at times, will definitely I, I talk too much. Yeah. But then it's also a balance between oh, now nah, I'm not talking enough. He was talking to me today about communication. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in this weird thing where it's just like man, okay, I've been told I talk too much, so now I'm trying to talk too much. Right. Now it's like. It's just a, it's a balance of... Now I'm not talking enough. It's like... <laughs> right. I, it's like, what do you want from me? Yeah, facts. Facts are facts. So, um, how did you feel after you dropped separation? Relieved, man. I felt relieved just to complete, get done with the body of work. Like, just to get done and get it out to the world. Y'all don't know the feeling of, man, creating something, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes, just amongst you and your team. And you know what I'm saying, that feeling when it's done, you in grind mode when you're working on it, but man, when it's done and you got that shit in your palm now, it's a thing. It's finally a thing, a complete mm-hmm. you no know, vision. You no, know, it went from an idea to like, you know, it manifested to an actual thing. It's an yeah. album now, nigga. You got an album in your pocket now. It ain't out yet. On this date, it's gonna be released to the public to mm-hmm. judge and to like or dislike or whatever they gonna however they're gonna take it, they're gonna take it. That's a that's a feeling that you know what I'm saying that as a as a creative it's kind of hard to put in words. It's an anxious feeling. It's a, it's nervous. It's like a it's like pregame jitters. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's gonna happen, but to get it out there, man, that shit felt. You know, I was relieved, bro. I was relieved because I was confident. Remember, I talked about it being risky. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying with the whole direction of it, man. I was I got past that risky shit at some point before releasing it. And it felt less like a risk and more like this one to shake some shit. This is yeah. the start to, you know what I'm saying? This is the start of some sort of change somewhere down the line. I felt I felt relieved and good, man, about, you know what I'm saying? Just I I got to I got to not only perform well, I got to not only, you know what I'm saying, put out some good music out here in the streets and deliver for the people who checking for me. Mm-hmm. And support me, but not on, not only did I get to do that, I got to do it my way in a way that I could feel good about, it, in a way mm-hmm. that you know what I'm saying. I got to be positive in a non corny way, and I just I felt I felt I felt ecstatic about that, man. I was relieved. I couldn't. I never felt so good. That was a, that was probably one of the best feelings I ever experienced. Release and separation. It just felt good, bro. It, it feel good to get to be you and mm-hmm. appeal mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. A lot of niggas, a lot of artists is in character mode. They in the in the booth and outside of the booth, they just different people. But they know they gotta be this. They feel like, part of me, they feel like they gotta be this person to appeal. You know what I'm saying? I I just yeah. I, don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna have to I don't wanna have to live like that. My the the craft. It's not like it's something that artists do part time, nigga. This my this my life, nigga. You know what I'm saying? When I leave here, I'm a rap. When I woke up this morning, I was. If I wasn't motherfucking rapping, if I didn't rap, I was gonna be thinking about what I need to be doing. This 
consumes most of my life. Mm. So if I was rapping, if I was um if I had to be a different person in the booth and through my music than I am in real life, it's kind of like being you know what I'm saying you delayed you you dedicating your life to some to some to a the image that is not in line with who yeah. you are at heart. Mm-hmm. So like just imagine living like that. I mean you're an actor at that point. You're yeah. an actor. Yeah. You know like you know what I'm saying? You and you really in character mode. So that's just the you know what I'm saying? It felt good to just to 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 not only deliver but be get the satisfaction of being myself at the same time and doing what's right at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it was a blessing for sure. Uh so so when you finish a project, uh, do you like take like some time off, or do you just go right into the next one, whether it's a mixtape or it's an album, or are you constantly right. just working on in grind mode? Um, I go in spurts. Um, sometime, typically after the album, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna take like a brief, a brief break mm-hmm. from recording or from releasing. Uh, from recording. Okay. Well, you gotta work the project after you drop. I couldn't come. I couldn't come with a project. I couldn't come with an EP like. A month after separation, that would have took that would have took yeah. too much uh, attention off of it. Because you, you drop work could, it. Because you drop glory. I dropped glory months. three months after. Yeah, I think okay. I think three months in today's climate is plenty of time because you know I, you know I yeah people want well they be wanting to trust me fast. If I drop an album today, they gonna niggas gonna be asking for some more like in two weeks. So three months was plenty of time for, <laughs> yeah. for the way that we consume music. I thought that was a safe, you know, so I thought that was a safe gap in today's mm-hmm. climate. Mm-hmm. Maybe not uh, at another point, but typically when I finish a project, I'm a, shit, I, uh, I usually take a, I'll take a little break. I go, I go weeks recording and weeks without it. I believe in decompressing, bro. Mm-hmm. I believe in, in, in goddamn it, working from, from a, I believe in working when inspired. It's this like uh, it's this it's this this rhetoric and music and and you go watch interviews and shit. I don't care if it's you know what I'm saying everybody from Pharrell to Future to all the people successful people you know what I'm saying major artists. They tell you go watch early interviews and they ask you motherfuckers ask them how they got there and what advice they give and their advice is always work relentlessly. You know what I'm saying? Fuck a social life, niggas. I was in the studio. Every day, I record and record and record, making beats, making beats, making beats. All I do, I'm not opposed to that. Mm-hmm. How can I? How can you not agree with the uh, the only way to make it is to, working hard. Is to work on it uh, as much as you possibly can. You can't. I can't say nothing about that. I can't say that that's wrong or anything like that. But for me personally, I do also believe it's different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to. I've tried to throw myself in that mode. Like, you know, so I have been inspired by them people and tried to work every day. And on day three, that shit really feel like homework. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, I'm writing this. I can write a song every day for sure. Do I feel moved at this moment to write my best work right now? No. So should I even be doing this right now? No. Mm-hmm. I, I like to work when I'm inspired. So I'll take some, I'll take some time off. I'll take time off regularly. I work on my, I kind of, Go to the beat of my own drum. I'm trying to say this without making it sound, without making myself sound lazy at the same time. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I think it's yeah, important yeah. to work to 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 get some rest mm-hmm. and come back to work mm-hmm. charged up, yeah, and fresh and inspired. And you know, what I'm saying I think I get the best out of myself by knowing when to attack. And so, yeah, uh, I'd imagine that works out better than uh, constantly putting things out. Have you ever felt the pressures? Because we were just talking about how. You could release something today and so how, how quickly music like, aged with the Yeah, song. like do you ever feel the pressures of just being like, fuck, man, now I gotta put this out. Now I gotta put all, something else all out. All the time, keep, bro. All you know? the time. 
All the time. I'm actually debating right now. Like I got some, I got some music in my pocket right now that I know is not gonna make the album. But you gonna, but you gonna play it on ISD? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you, bro. Man. I'm fucking with you. You gotta do that, man. I'll give it to y'all though. Y'all could have that shit to listen to for yourselves. But just as far as releasing releasing that shit to the public, though, I got like that decision to make right now. Yeah, yeah. I dropped three singles in three weeks. I dropped music every Friday for three Fridays. Like a couple weeks ago, I was just doing that. Like not Z- even a Zuri month True, ago. Zuri True, Passenger, and My Boy. Uh, I heard My Boy, heard Zuri True. I don't think I heard Passenger. Check Passenger. Out. Passenger okay, bet, hard, bet. but um. You know, I'm fresh off of th- releasing three songs. Now I'm right back trying to figure out, like, should I... I ain't going to say what I'm going to do on here, but I got mm-hmm. a decision to make uh, with if I'm going to drop something else again, like, soon, and how I'm going to do it. Because yeah. I, I put out three songs at three different times. I could have That could have been an EP. I could have yeah. put them on one. So I got that decision to make again. Like, should right. I, you know what I'm saying, should I keep hitting them? Should I do it individually? Should I... But nonetheless, though, yeah, I do feel like I need to... A lot of music is knowing. A lot of this shit is knowing when to, um, knowing when to do what. Right. You can't. You gonna burn yourself out trying to keep up with the demand. Of the, you can't keep up with the demand of these people. Fuck it's impossible. No. You are gonna be dropping music yeah, weekly. Bro. If you can drop a song a week, then shit. Is it, are they gonna be good songs every week? Though? That's exactly. Yeah. You can drop <laughs> That's the question. So you could, but like, is it a good idea to try to keep up with the demand? So just do your best. Is my is my uh, lesson. You gotta know your pace. So yeah, for, uh, I do feel that though. I feel that pressure though for sure yeah. to to release hella music. Yeah, I do. For 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 example, and uh, I'm not trying to get you to talk about any other yeah. rapper because I'm not not that. But like, mm. you know, me and you are Griselda fans. This yeah, is gonna be West Side's Gun for a fourth album this year. Yeah, they. It's like fuck, they drive, and they, they always drive, put that's out crazy four so this you year. Know, he said he recording like. Days though he be making them albums in like a week he said. Uh, uh yeah, WWCD I forget what it stands for like their big what project. Shane yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it stands for. That uh they dropped that project. That would they made that in like a week or so. That's that's crazy. I mean when you work like that I don't think it's nothing wrong. I think if you can keep up with the demand then yeah. why not feed them? And it says quality yeah. going in. Who knows how much music comp- they had before blowing up? This shit could have been like stockpile type shit. You know if you can deliver, if you can uh, meet the demand without compromising the art, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, like they, it's just, it's so much to consume, but I'm not mad at him for it because one, I can't tell him what to do, obviously. And nobody can. It's up to him. How I much think the Griselda fans want it. I think that. I think I you, I, I think like, <laughs> y'all, you, you fuck with Griselda? Hard. Oh, you hard? He put you, me, you into them like, like he, a whole lot? He put me on Griselda. Okay, for sure. P put me on, P put me on all the artists. He put everybody on all the artists. P be up on them niggas early. Yes. Fuck. Very. Yeah, but, um, what was we saying specifically? Just about how often people put out music. I think you can also train your like. Who are you trying to appeal to? You appealing? Are you like more concerned? Are you trying to get bigger and bigger, or are you like at the point where you got your like little core and you trying to feed them? I'm trying to get bigger. It depends where you while, at while maintaining my core. Yeah. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think it depends. I think you can train your. Everybody want. It seemed like the masses, like overall, everybody want the the general consensus is these niggas want music and they want it fast and they get old to them fast and they want a new project every month. That's like the general climate of the whole thing. But some specific like artists, I think you can train your I think you can train and condition your following, bro. I don't think Travis Scott fans expected another to hear from him no more after Astro World for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I think mm. some artists have mastered. You got the Griseldas who, all right, we Griselda fans, nigga. We 
they've shown to us at this point that we're gonna be getting music early and often. Like they can, yeah. they come in with it, and really? then you get if you if you also a Travis Scott fan, you're not gonna be. You shouldn't be begging him for music every week because you should just know by now yeah. at this point of that man career or J. Cole. Like, what's the point of us beating on J. Study tagging J. Cole on Twitter, bro? Telling him to drop when he's never had a, he's never shown us that he's a three album, two album a year type of nigga. Yeah. So I think you can condition your, 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 uh, what's, and I try to be mindful of that too. Sometimes I don't want to drop too much because I be just wanting to, mm. I want people to get used to my, you know what I'm saying, the yeah. temperament and the speed of how I do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's uh, it, you know, I think it depends on, I think you could lead yourself down a trap. You know what I'm saying? You might be doing a, you might be doing yourself a, self a disservice trying to getting, getting your core used to something, getting them used to a demand that that you're not going to be able to keep up with. Like if Griselda got plans to do the one album a year thing next year going forward, they about to have to hear a whole lot of ungratefulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They about to have to, they could be hearing a whole lot of complaining from their fans, like a whole lot. Yeah, that's again. That's what P was talking about: training your audience training. versus do I put out all three two hours in like fifty nine minutes? Do I put out all three hours at once? Mm -hmm. Do I drop it in different segments? Like whatever. You, I think you should be consistent in whatever it is, so they just so you can develop a you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. a pattern. Mm -hmm. they can, What's they gonna can, come next? Yeah, so they can they can recognize the pattern and become okay with whatever you bring into the table mm -hmm. instead of letting them demand letting them control it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is, is that the hardest part about you building your fan base? Mm, no. Nah, because I think I've done, I think we've done well in meeting the demand. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the past, in, 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 in years past, maybe not. I've gone way too long without dropping music plenty of times in my career. But as of late, I say like, hey, since I got that home studio, I made the mm -hmm. I made the investment to get a little set up at the crib in 2018. That's and big. I, yeah, and that's I, when it really That's That's the decision. Step. Man, if you rapping, bro, if you make music, rapping, singing, whatever, and you don't, you're doing yourself a big disservice, bro, by not by not spending that little, well, like, $2,500, something like that. Not even at once, though. You could, you That's could an do investment, that. though. Yeah, you you know buy, man, that, that shit, bro, you didn't spend, if you rapping for real, you didn't spend way over 2000 on studio sessions over the years anyway. Yeah, say, that's say, true. Say that's a couple checks, bro. Bro, pay one little bit. That's not even, I'm not even going to consider that a lump sum, but... Pay one little bitty lump sum, or pay five thousand uh, dollars for the whole year going to somebody else's studio. If you do the math, bro, that's it's the best investment you can make. I don't give a fuck if it did cost five thousand. Nigga, say that five thousand. <laughs> that shit gonna save you money for the rest yeah, of your month. That's, you know that's fair. And you could use that for like making merch or some shit like that. Man, so. All type of shit, bro. Like, like that's that's the that's the best shit you can do. But anyway, ever since I got the studio though, ever since I made uh, mm -hmm. put that motherfucker together at the crib. I've been. I think I've done well since 2018, just mm. staying consistent and staying in their faces for sure. I'm never gonna be the three album, three pro, three. I'm gonna do a hella EPs. I do lots of EPs, cause you know I just think that's the way. But I'm not gonna little snack packs. Yeah, people know yeah, not I'd to expect three albums. Exactly. Bunch of 20 song albums. Just get to them in bursts, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Get to them in pieces. They 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 consume it all the same, bro. Give it. Make, I think you should make it quick and digestible. Yeah. Mm. Even when you make an album, like y'all can expect my next album to be. Don't ever think y'all never getting a fifteen plus track album from me, bro. Twenty songs. I think I hate when niggas drop twenty songs. Mm. I'm a fan. Even people that I'm a fan of mm. don't have time to listen to twenty. So I'm never in the car for an hour. I'm rarely in the car for it, like on an hour ride. It, it all depends on who you are, though. Like if you, who's your favorite artist? This is like true. Because if Kendrick only gave me ten songs, I would be upset. You're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, how long was yeah. Damn? Damn was Damn, damn was 10 over. Songs, Damn, nah. Damn was like 12, 
14. It, was, it, was, it wasn't a long album. It's a shorter Kendrick. It wasn't uh, a long album. I thought it was like 15 songs. I think it's 14. I'm going to guess and say 14. 14. Damn was uh, yeah, 14 songs. 14 songs. 14 yeah. songs. Because then there was no deluxe to give a distance. So yeah, four, 14. Relatively short Kendrick album. Yeah. But it was packed though. You know what I'm saying? It was enough yeah. though. That's my favorite yeah. Kendrick album. Is it? Is it really? Okay. What about you guys? Good Comancity. Of his, I never finished the Pimple Butterfly to be honest. Mm. So I can't. But between Good Kid, Mad City, and Damn, I'm gonna go Good Kid for sure. It got Money Trees on it. I'm going off Money Trees alone. That's one yeah. of the best songs mm. ever. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. In general, like period. So you a Kendrick fan? And now we, since we're talking about releasing music, and I'm a Cole fan, so we both understand patience. Yeah, you gotta be patient when you're fans of certain people, especially now the pandemic hit. Because I, I guess a new interview Baby Keem just had. With uh, because they did the PG Lang thing with Baby Keem, he just said that he and Kendrick supposed to drop this year, and I guess uh, she just got sidetracked because of the circumstances. Yeah, be, yeah, because of the virus and everything. So I think right. it's cool and everything. So because of the circumstances, they had to. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it shit, it, it happens. But you dropped Man. separation what like a month or two months before all this shit went down. Man, I, I dropped that shit in the nick of time, bro. <laughs> like, I dropped that shit at the. The, the 28th of February, bro. By the time March hit, it was on. Mid-March, that's when everything started shutting yeah, down. I think, I think two weeks. Like two mm. weeks later, we was in a different world. Yeah. yeah. Did I that... May is uh, one happened like two weeks later. What uh, What were your plans after separation? Uh, just That shit just fucked up video uh, video shoots for us, really. That's that's really it. Mm. That's, that's, that's really it. I was just going to work it with... Uh, Worked the album with video shoots and shit, and we just wasn't able to, you know what I'm saying, get out here and do what we needed to do. Yeah. Loud ass dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Jordan was selling me for the Found in Me video, which I think is a really dope video that you did. And you, shout you. out to you, man, um, for buying out the ice cream truck. Thank you. Thank I didn't mean to tell you that, man. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought that shit was really yeah, powerful. So yeah, that, that was hard, man. Thank you. I knew I wanted kids in the video. We just had to figure out a way to get it done. So mm. we finally. Ice cream. Together. Ice cream. So how have you had to adapt to the pandemic? Would you have a studio at home? It didn't really matter if nobody could go outside because that's, that's where you want to be anyway. Another another perk, you know what I'm saying? Another great reason that to invest in to make that investment for yourself. Mm-hmm. I was on a creative wise. Studios were shut down. Nigga, everything was shut down. So yeah. if you was an artist who go to the studio to get all your music made, now you can't. Mix, master, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit. So yeah, I was. Other than I was unaffected. Uh, uh, other than the fact that I couldn't. That I, it ain't like I'm touring and shit yet. Yeah, the only way I would have really been affected is if we was on the road heavy or some shit like mm. that. So yeah. everybody who's not on the road heavy and got the ability to record at home, they were straight. You know what I'm saying? We've. We've been okay. Were you able to focus in and make some like your best music, or do you think not being able to go outside and like live life affected you in terms of how your songs are made, the quality of the songs? Um, it was man, that shit really didn't have a. I don't feel like it had a positive or a negative effect on my music at all. I kind of, I kind of, I don't know. Did did being trapped in the crib like that make me? It helped my music. It didn't, I, I can't say, I'd be lying if I said it made 
it, it helped me tap into like a different creative zone that made my music better. No. My third eye opened. Yeah. I yeah. grew wings. Yeah. Like, I like broke I was, 30 songs a day. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was more the same, really. It, it was the same. I was, mm. I was doing my thing in that bitch like I usually do. You know, nothing more, nothing less type right. shit. Like it Facts. Was, it was more the same. But um, what I will say is that shit, you know, just learning how to adapt Musically and just in life wise, like period. I'll be going back to that time. You remember how weird that shit was when when we first found out when Bro, the first stay at home order got put in place? I was well, I'm an essential worker where I work. Okay. So I lost my I lost uh I ain't, I ain't gonna I'm oversharing, but go on. That's all good. Yeah. But like I, I was an essential worker. So for me, like I saw and sometimes I have a bad habit of not taking shit as serious as I should. I'd be kinda like deaf to the moment. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, okay, I'm at work, I'm leaving. Oh, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. Oh, we got to wear a mask. And right. then I believe, you know, when we first heard about everything in China going down, and I was like, okay, that's that. But then when it really started to hit here, I think my mom was talking about it. And, you know, when my mom said something, I was like, okay, like, whatever, yada, yada, yada. We out the bam. I was still living at home at the time. But then as things went on, they got to talk about shutting down bars, shutting down restaurants, everyone wearing masks. And I was like, oh, okay, this shit is real. Like, yeah. damn. And then <clears throat> I was on an off day, and... Then they said they closed the radio station. That's where we normally record our podcast yeah. at. So once that happened, and you're like, fuck. I was like, then fuck, they, this they shit is real. Me. <laughs> I'm hit, some hurts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's when I really started to feel it. So, yeah. But for me, honestly, a lot of people felt trapped. I never felt trapped because I still had to go to work every day. So I still, and it, it really, it showed me the value of the little things. Even that, that little. The, yeah, bro, going to the store, bro. Like, leaving <laughs> like, yeah. home. It was weird, man. Waiting in like the the Walmart looked like a club and shit. Like, like you know how the lines be outside the club. Yeah, man. yeah, waiting yeah. In line to go to Walmart. This shit was shit was strange as hell, man. It was super weird, but it made me get into different things. Like I was doing like a push up challenge. I started riding my bike a lot more. Uh, that's when I, I was preoccupied. Oh, so, uh, you, you know, know what the yeah. you know what the pandemic did for me. Hmm. Matter of fact, you know what. It didn't. It didn't throw me into like another mode musically or nothing. But I was hella. Not creative wise, at least, but I was learning shit though. Mm. I was keeping myself busy with like I was watching. I was on. I went to YouTube school. Goddamn me, learning about <laughs> just learning like business shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I was getting. You know what I'm saying grabbing books and shit like that. So it made me more like. It made me. Uh, you know what I'm saying it, it threw me into a mode where I felt like, shit. I'm like a, a, like a I'm, motivated. Yeah, mindset. I just you know what I'm saying all that time, all that new time on my hands. It made me. You know what I'm saying it made me. Shit, it ain't. I did, you know, I picked up a, I think everybody picked, some people picked up bad habits, some people picked up good ones. So I was drinking more than normal and shit. Niggas was, niggas was definitely at the liquor store for sure. But mm-hmm. I was hella, hella like learning shit too at the same mm-hmm. time. When I wasn't doing that, when I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, just kicking it, I was motherfucking, when I wasn't trying to manage the boredom, you know what I'm saying, just by kicking it or drinking or whatever, I was I was definitely, you know what I'm saying, learning, trying to learn about mechanical royalties and royalty rates and all yeah, that. That shit is complicated. Music. It is. Oh my but that God. was a good time for me to, you know what I'm saying? Now I found different ways to it's easier to learn a music business than it ever is, than it ever has been nowadays though. Because mm-hmm. all the podcasts and all the mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I found out I am I'm, I'm uh I'm tapped into a lot of different Shit that I'm, it's like a lawyers for music podcast and all type of shit. I, oh, really? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I get nerdy when it comes to all that type of shit, bro. For sure, I'll be into that. So, I was doing that type of shit. What's one thing you really learned about the music industry that you enjoy? That I enjoy? Yeah, like one one thing that you learned. Now, just like, oh, I'm, I'm so happy I learned that. Uh, one thing that I'm happy I learned. 
besides like streaming the royalties and things like that? Because I'm sure everyone's happy to learn about money. Yeah, I mean, what you learn about the music business though is that you you don't you don't get happy after you learn, so you get upset after you learn about <laughs> the business. Real shit. Like when you you know what I'm saying when you tap into the the business the, the business model of how the whole shit is set up, mm -hmm. it, it, it's gonna upset you. Mm. It should upset you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like the fact that like um shit like okay typically you sign over unless you like a Nipsey Hustle or something, bro, who was independent for hella years and proved himself as an independent first. If you don't come to the table with some real leverage like that, you have to be okay with getting robbed, and maybe becoming successful and becoming successful enough throughout that deal one day to eventually get some more fair terms. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm. But uh if you sign a record deal, bro, typically, you know what I'm saying, you bought the you getting the short end of the stick. Although you're the talent. And although this music does not exist without you and shit like that. So mm. uh shit like did you know that that I'm trying to figure out how to put this in terms that everybody can understand. Okay, you got a okay, your masters, you know, they're just the yeah, ownership. My songs, right. Your song, you know, you own it. Uh hey, we like that song. We in the scope. You wanna sign a deal with us? Yeah, I sign it. Okay, these are the terms. Uh royalty rate percentages range from like Oh, you about to lose me. Okay, look. <laughs> you artists, it's a hundred masters break it down to two percentages. It's hundred okay. percent of your masters, right? That you right. own hundred percent. So in, in my sense, it'd be hundred percent of my episode. So boom, my catalog. Okay, sign with me. Sign the flex records. Bet. Okay. Okay, cool. Now typically we give you a new podcast. Typically mm -hmm. we oh, typically we would give you like twelve to fourteen percent okay. of of, uh, of the a stream. Uh, of the earnings okay. of the monthly royalties. Okay. But since we really like you. We gonna give you eighteen percent. Like that's nobody get eighteen percent. Eighteen to twenty is like unheard of. Even like though, that's amazing. Really? So okay. Even though that still ain't shit. Right. <laughs> so we oh, get eighty. Man. So I get eighty two percent. You get eighteen percent, and you lucky that you got that much. That's the type of shit you that's learn. Lame when you, as fuck. Yeah. It's it, it get it get technical. It's a lot. It's a lot that go into that whole shit. We could talk about. We'll go off on a tangent and be talking about that shit for days. I like tangents, but... Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's too much terminology and it goes against you jogging that you're not going to really understand. It's like, like it's just, it's a whole different world, bro. But the 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 overall, the moral of the story is, it's just, it's unbelievable how like, you know what I'm saying, how unfair that shit is to the artist. It's crazy. Yeah. Has, uh, now, I know obviously, you it's know... It's insane. It's, it's, it's crazy, for real. For facts. Now, at, what we said at the top, and if you follow Flex, you know, you know, you're a rich vision to the bone. For sure that. But... Have other labels approached you? Yeah, I've had I've had not not labels. I haven't okay. had a major label. I haven't had an Interscope or Columbia, or Atlantic, and like that. Atlantic, no talks with with label heads, but like independent labels for sure. Independent labels and like management, like some successful like management companies and management uh, uh managers of very very successful artists. You, mm -hmm. have, you know, so we we've, we've had talks and talked. You know, it's different type of deals other than man, other than um, record deals. It's management deals too, where you don't sign to a label, but you sign for you know you give them a percentage, and they'll you know you'll be under their management, and you'll have a lot of the same resources that a label. That uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's different type of it's a lot of different type of deals, and I've I've had a couple on the table they just didn't come to fruition. Is that so? Now here in 2020, as an artist, would you prefer the management deal or the label deal? If, um, if you had to pick one, 
I'm I'm swerving all around that that record deal shit until until I'm I'm good on the record deal forever until we got leverage. It's just no sense of even having a conversation until we able to go to the table and say this is what we want. If we can't have that, then you know what I'm saying we can't we can't do the deal. So mm-hmm. well, in the meantime, between time, I would do I, I'll tell you, I'll do a management deal right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the right circumstances, under the right terms, mm-hmm. until you know, what I'm saying, and eventually maybe get to that, and they maybe they can help us get to that point yeah. where we deserve, where we got the leverage to go into a record label now mm-hmm. and say we want this percentage instead of that percentage. So yeah, I would take the management deal to get to the record deal. I would do that uh, if we decided we 